What's going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of the Growing Together podcast. My name is Kaylin. And I'm Kyra. And we're here to walk with you through life, faith, relationships, and money. Money. Always got to say that. Yeah. That is. Babe, what do you want to get into today? Well, what did you want to talk about first? Why are you looking at me like I got something crazy to talk about? Because you always do. You know I do. Um, but before we do that, I don't want to um I don't want to get messy. Okay. Too soon. Okay. But I do want to know what you learned or grew in this week. Well, I see you have your iPad this week. No, I don't really need this. This is all for show. <laughs> this is all for show. Okay. Um, what I learned this week. I learned that I don't think I learned anything this week because the week literally went by so fast. Did you notice Grayson's having a little I know he's having a moment. (laughs) moment. Um I feel like I blinked and the week was over. I also feel like the beginning of well the first week of Valentine or (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day guys. The first week of Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The word the first week of February was like pretty just average, you know, one through seven. But then on the ninth was our anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so we spent that whole day just like celebrating. Then the weekend came, like in the blink of an eye, we had plans for Saturday and Sunday, which never happens. Like we really never make plans on the weekend. That's usually my time. Like I hang out with one one of my friends like in the morning on Saturday morning or something. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't really make plans. And we had an anniversary, Super Bowl. Anniversary, dinner, dinner. On, at Friends Saturday. and I mean, Super, <laughs> Super Bowl. Bowl on Sunday. And then Valentine's Day on Monday. And Oof. not only that, but you're also like taking care of all of your kids' activities as well. Like they're right. obviously doing Valentine's Day at school and stuff. That's why I didn't anticipate with kids. Oh my goodness. They got a whole life outside of you. Crazy. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I I don't know. There's like, I blinked and suddenly it's Valentine's Day. The month's halfway over. It's the 14th. Is it the 14th? Yes. And, and, and yeah, you know what? February is shorter too, so. I realized even on days that I'm busy, I need to prioritize making some, like at least looking at my calendar because I missed a deadline this week. Ooh, and I cannot wait. I can woke tell. up at three in the morning like, oh, my gosh, I literally forgot. Yep. I'm getting like flashbacks to when I was like in college and I would forget that I had something due or I had yep. something to do. I'm like thinking I'm laying in bed like, OK, I have Carter's Valentine's. I have Kai Kai's Valentine's. I have, it's pretty sure teacher appreciation week. OK, do I have gifts for all of the teachers? You can't, you can't miss one because that's just messed up. So I'm like, do I need to go to Target? Do I need to go to the store? Do I need to go pick up flowers? I'm like, okay, it's Dr. Seuss week next week. And Dr. They got, Seuss they is got, racist. They got dress up days every we single day. We ain't doing Dr. Seuss, by the way. I'm like. Dr. Seuss is racist. Uh, yeah, Dr. Seuss is canceled. Is he though? Was uh, he? I don't did, know. Did it all end up being true? I don't know. But still, it's still something like they want you to be like aware of. And so I'm like, I need I You can't just skip system. over that. Like we ain't about to send my kids to school, having them look like no clowns. This man is racist. We need a deep dive. Somebody who knows a little yeah, bit more true. about this. Can y'all speak no, actually, into I think it, it or figure, give us a resource that we can like look into to figure out whether or not this guy's actually racist. Wait, I remember seeing a video last year when it was Dr. Seuss week or whatever. Um, and we've never done like our kids have never done Dr. Seuss week. Uh-huh. I don't think. Um, Only Dr. Yeah. Seuss day. I remember growing up 
it was like a rainy day in Bakersfield and I was sick and I missed it. Oh. I was actually faking sick. And I, you know, Cameron and Kelsey come back and they're just like, like, that's you why know. it was Dr. Seuss day. Right. I should have said, that's why he was racist. That's why he didn't even like your tail. <laughs> um, I only remember doing green eggs and ham and that it was green and I don't even like eggs. So, well, I do now, but I didn't then. Um, so yeah, I think what I've realized this week is that I need to s- at least look on, look at my calendar every day. Mm-hmm. I just got like this, this week has been a whirlwind. Are you like overcommitted? I don't think so. I think that I just didn't have everything organized. And I was committing you to stuff too, to be fair. Yeah, it's fine. But like, sometimes you want to do things, you know, sometimes a, like the sacrifice of a weekend is worth it because you know, it's going to be like fruitful. It's going to be a good time. We literally had the conversation where it's like, we are not weekend warriors. Like we can't do it. It's not it. Like when I was, we went to a friend's house for the Super Bowl, and one of the husbands was like, oh, like, do you like football? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, not really. Like, I'm not really here for the football. And he's like, oh, okay, so you're, like, here for the fellowship. And I was like, not even that, honestly. Like, I was just here so my kids could get a social life. I mean, obviously, they go to school, but, like, it's fun to do things on weekends. That's why I was there. Um, and I was like, yeah, I don't honestly don't even know who's playing. Who do you think is playing or played? Can you say? I know it's the Rams and the Beatles. No, I'm just kidding. The Beatles? <laughs> what? The Rams and the Bing- Bengals. 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 Bengal Tiger, right? Bengal. Bengal Tiger. Um. So yeah, no, I know that. But basically, you're the exact same as you was last week, just a little bit more busy. You ain't learned nothing. Did you? Oh, mine last week was good. No, it was great. What? What are you talking about? Why'd you say I didn't learn anything last week? I'm saying anything new. Oh. Dang, you opened your mouth like a fly was about to fly in. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I mean. But yeah, I, didn't, I just need to stay on top of it because I don't like feeling that way, knowing that I'm missing deadlines. It almost, it almost is the same feeling as like when you're a kid and you feel like you've done something wrong, like you're in trouble. Um, and maybe you have done something wrong and you don't know if you're going to get caught or not. And you're just kind of like, you have this like, uh, what did I do wrong? What am I missing? Or like when you're about to leave the grocery store and you're like, I know I'm missing something. I know as soon as I get, get home, I'm going to be like, I didn't grab cheese. Yeah. That's the feeling. Yeah. I have that feeling, but I'm a little bit more rebellious. I'm kind of like, you know, I did what I did. Let the cards fall what they may. Um, apart from that though, I feel exactly how you feel. I don't know if I necessarily learned anything new. Um, there's been no new revelation in Caitlin's life just been more of the same um did you have anything specific you want to talk about or are you gonna let me just i want you to say your source <laughs> i'm gonna I'm low-key get in trouble for saying mine what i'm just man so i didn't learn anything new right hear me out i didn't learn anything new but i'm in a season that is unfolding and that I'm learning to deal with. Sometimes you don't need to learn anything new. You just need to condition yourself on what you learned and to be disciplined in like implementing that. Mm-hmm. It's like let it resonate, let it marinate. Just I be in the season. Um, what are you probably talking hurts, about? Hmm? What are you talking about? You probably heard so many messages of people like, oh, I'm in a season, I'm in a season, I'm in a season. And like how you shouldn't try to get out of the season so quickly because it's like, building you up it's refining you all this and i feel like i'm in that um and this is kind of like 
what I want to get to in this podcast, I don't feel like I really have the opportunity to really be in a season. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. So as I've been going through whatever I've been going through for the past year, I always feel the pressure to get better all of a sudden, like so that I can share to them. Um, so I can hop on the podcast and just like, yeah, guys, last week was eh, and now this week is better because I learned this, 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 and this. And it's just like, that's so weird. Like, I feel like. Yeah, you don't want to prove that you're better prematurely either. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, I think I'm fine. Like, I implemented some things and now it's all like all better. And it's like, you didn't even marinate in it. Yeah. You didn't even make sure first. And it's making me look kind of crazy um, and double-minded. I'm not sure if it's a. It's biblical. Maybe it's in Proverbs, but a double-minded man is like unstable in all his ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that I'm double-minded. It's just that I have to have a double life in a way where I can be going through something, but I can't project it or else now it's seen as weakness or else now it's seen as um, it's like off-brand, mm-hmm. these brands that we create as influencers. And like, Two years ago in 2020, we did a, um, a brand deal with a razor company. And I think we were like pretty busy. So the integration for that brand deal ended up being um, us documenting how brand deals are filmed. And I had kind of hit on um, a kind of coined a phrase. I'm going to take credit for this. I'm going to stake claim. Go ahead. It's the influencer conundrum. And I think I want to get into a little bit of trouble. So I'm going to expand or not expand, but I'm going to specify this and probably name this podcast episode Exposing YouTubers or Exposing Family Vloggers. Oh. Because, you know, there's not a lot of things I'm qualified to speak on. Didn't go to med school. Can't do, you know, can't sell your business, not an investment maker. One thing that I can do is talk about this. One of the few people on this planet that can talk about this. So I'm going to say my piece. Partly because I'm like, I'm kind of mad at y'all. I'm kind of mad at myself. I'm kind of mad at the system. And I don't know if there's going to be really any benefit in this, but I just kind of how I'm feeling. Okay. Because the alternative title to this podcast is um, I wanted to quit like doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't want to do it anymore. Did, do you know this? Yeah. You were kind of scared me. Yeah. Kind of spooked um, me. And I was supposed to basically quit last year. Um, because in so many words, like, I just don't know what else there is to do that hasn't already been done and that I haven't already accomplished that we haven't already accomplished. That's interesting. Cause I literally, we've talked about this before, but I saw a post on Instagram today and she was saying like, don't be in such a rush to accomplish so much so quickly because after you've accomplished so much, like what is there to look forward to? You just start to start, you just start to make up things. Like I know you have a list of things you wanted to accomplish that you literally wrote when you were probably like 12, 16. Yeah. And you've already accomplished like it's, what it's all over. of them, right? It's over. It's done. And that was done last year. That's kind of spooky. Yeah. Cause it caused me to have a quarter life crisis. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Like I basically had a quarter life crisis last year and I'm not even 25 yet. Right. So it's like, I've been doing YouTube since I was 10 years old. I'm 24. I'm going to be 25 in like four months, five months or three, three. months. 
that is a long, that's most of my life. I've been doing this on camera, producing content and kind of trying to, you know, have it all together and be entertaining. Um, and I was fine y'all. And I've like seen so many content creators through the years. Again, I've been doing it for a long time. I've seen so many content creators through the years, um, start off small, finally break through, reach the pay dirt, reach the success. And then like, voluntarily fall off where it's like you didn't really fall off you kind of just left or like you were doing good but then you stopped uploading and then you fell off but it was like totally their fault not anyone's fault this is before council culture like they were getting canceled or anything i mean some of them were like pedophiles and stuff but they just fell off and i was like if i ever do youtube because i remember i never wanted to be a youtuber if i ever do youtube i'm not gonna fall off and we went off to us. It was a bang, y'all. Viral videos. We hit. Actually, it started off very altruistic. You know, I'm just trying to document and show life. And that's what we were doing. And then the marketer in me was like, man, I could ruin. <laughs> and we did it and it worked. And it's just like, hey, we're riding the wave, creating waves. And I just felt like a, I felt like Frozone. Like I was <laughs> surfing. Like it was really working. And then we had. Carter and I think that was like my first reality check of everything that I do is going on the internet mm-hmm. everything that I've done is on the internet I don't have anything that I feel like I've accomplished that I haven't shown and displayed and then that spiral of thinking started giving me not necessarily like an imposter syndrome because I, I have that a little bit but it, it started making me think am I so fake that nothing that I've ever accomplished in the last half of my life has not been so that I can be viewed a certain way because everything that I do has to be predicated on the fact that one day I'm going to have to talk about it Mm -hmm. or share it or show it or document the process of me doing it. Yes. So back to what I was saying, I'm kind of a little, I feel like a, I'm in a fishbowl. I'm a fish. And it's no one's fault. It's mine. I did this. Yeah. I did this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, everything that I've ever done is on the Internet. Okay. I haven't even talked about the criticism that comes with that, (laughs) like the downsides of that. There's been a lot of upsides, you know, like doing YouTube made us millionaires. Great. Fun. Cool. But doing YouTube also eliminated any amount of privacy that we could ever have. Like I was looking in our analytics billions of impressions and we were talking about i'm like an impression isn't necessarily a view but an impression means that someone's seen your face Mm -hmm. billions of people there's only eight billion people on the planet some of these people are repeat people so pretty much anywhere we go and that's also only on one one channel like one right and we have totally different channels and different genres so it's probably even like when i was doing gaming you're doing beauty it's like billions and you know what I don't regret it. I wouldn't do anything different, but I, I, this experiment that we're doing with social media, uh, young people becoming millionaires, documenting their entire life from a young age has not been tested yet. And we're the test dummies. We're the specimens. So like, we really don't know how this is going to affect us long-term. Okay. I say long-term and it seems like this futuristic thing that's just out there that we'll just get to, and we'll just deal with it when it gets there. Well, for someone who's been doing this since they were 10, 
that future is now. The future is here. And like, I'm not trying to, you know, do some like some delusions of grandeur. Like I'm just, you know, I got it. Like none of that. Y'all just hear me out. It's almost like I feel like a child actor. Because for all intents and purposes, I was a child when we started going viral. I was 19, teenager. We got married. Like we were doing like real big adult things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, now, brain almost fully developed it. <laughs> almost 25. I'm like, what? <laughs> How did we do that? Yeah. Really by the grace of God. But again, going back, I'm just wondering like, it's just, it's, it just got old. And if you've ever wondered like why we've been inconsistent in vlogging, um, first of all, Kyra wasn't vlogging. It was mostly me. Why was I inconsistent? Well, life happened. And like, I didn't look through the, look at the world through the rose colored glasses I had when I was 19, where everything could be scripted and I can create a storyline, like things that didn't fit in our storyline on YouTube, the story that we're trying to share with you guys and show you guys actually started happening outside of the storyline. And it was really hard to reconcile things that I couldn't control and maintain an image that I'm trying to portray. And as I'm trying to portray this image, the storyline, but also deal with things that I can't control outside, I recognize a conflict of interest because on YouTube, my life has to be put together. The image, the brand, the everything needs to fit this process. But in real life, I'm not dealing with things. I'm dealing with things that are totally outside of that. Mm-hmm. And I never really felt like I've had the time to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of these things have been traumatic. Absolutely. So what do I do? Well, what, what I should have done is just stop. Like stop showing your life on the internet. But I actually did something that's much worse than that. I keep showing my life on the internet and I act like it's okay. And I bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it. And it's been enough time where I feel like I've dealt with a lot of the things, you know, that like happened uh, privately, things that have happened privately that ended up public. Um, But now I'm just like, is that just going to be how it's going to be? Like when, answer me this. When does a YouTuber retire? How does a YouTuber retire? When do you call it quits? Is it when you get a million? No. When you get a million subscribers, you get your little plaque, and that means keep going. When do you retire? And I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I'm like, I love what we do. I love my job, but I'm like, what am I get? Like, I'm going to be 40, you know, God willing. What? What am I? What am I doing? What am I gonna do? I don't know. Well, I kind of know, but I think that this is the thing. But the way that we do this thing, I just don't think is healthy, and that's what I mean about exposing family vloggers, about exposing YouTubers, about exposing influencers. It's like is. Any, I mean, I guess a lot of people have had like newfound success and a lot of people don't have longevity in this. But if you notice the people who do have longevity in this aren't family vloggers. I mean, how many family, how many times does it need to happen for us to realize that there's an issue with this? Yeah. That just because this is entertaining doesn't mean it's healthy. 
just because we can, I mean, just because reality shows exist doesn't mean, and they're entertaining doesn't mean that they're healthy. Mm. Just because I can turn on a camera and create my own reality show doesn't mean that I should. And I feel like I, the first time I really got spooked was like two years ago when I think I was potty training Carter. I think, I think we were potty training, but something, something big was going on. And I came to Kaylin and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I have to say something. And it's really like a really strange thing that I just realized. And that is I'm currently potty training Carter, but as I'm potty training him, I'm thinking about how my technique and how I'm going to talk about this when I do a video on it. And that really freaked me out because I don't think I had never, I never really pieced that together. Like before, when I talked about like my postpartum experience, that was not scripted. That was, I was just living it and talking about it. I didn't think, okay, I need to make sure I go through postpartum like perfectly so that when I share about it, I can talk about it in this light and I could be, you know, I could stick to my brand. But when I was potty training, I was like, this is so weird. And it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, I remember that. Like I'm currently making sure I'm doing it a certain way, speaking a certain way, being a certain way, using a certain technique so that when I do make a video on it that I'm already getting requests for the video, I can be seen in a certain light. Yeah, you can be triumphant. You can be an overcomer. You can be the authority on that. And it's like, that is so disingenuous because you did not allow the process to to happen without your intervention. Right. Right. You are, it's very presumptuous. Anything that you do is presumptuous. You are hesitating. You are changing how you act. And it's like on one end. I'm literally changing my character. Right. And it's like on one end, that's good because, okay, you're doing it for the better. You're doing it because you want the better outcome. So the fact that you can pause, stop, change the direction of how you want something to happen is like great. But it's on the other end. That's not life. There's no spontaneity in that. And it's yeah. very, like you said, it's robotic. It's scripted. Yeah. It's I think disingenuous. About, I think about people who are living their daily life and they know they could do whatever they want because it's not going to be filmed. It's they're never, they can never share the story if they don't, if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of, that kind of like shook me. Cause I was like, ew, I, I, it was like almost disgusting to say out loud because I'm like, that's not the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. That's not the kind of influencer I am. I don't make it all pretty so and put a bow on it. Oh, but by God, if you try, if you decided to be that, oh, and how I know far would you be? Every influencer, every influencer, we don't do things without reason. But this is why you're better than me, though, because the reason I laughed, I was like, yeah, I remember you saying that to me was because when you said that to me, I was just like, duh, like, welcome to the club. Like, where, where have you been? <laughs> Miss realistic, <laughs> miss like really, you know, being authentic yeah. to who to who you are. I'm like, nah, fam. Like, we our channel got subscribers from faking pranks and scripting out like real life scenarios, and then portraying that like it's real. Yeah, because I thought that the adults in the room like knew that it was fake, and a lot of them did, but like seventy percent of them didn't. So again, that perception was reality, but like since. The world, the reality that we built, the the world, the business that we built was built upon a perception that we're portraying through scripting, through writing. I have to live in that. And 
there are times where I got lost in the sauce and the, the lines between what is reality, like what is really happening and what is script is very blurry when you're in that. I always go back to when we were, when Carter was born and we're daily vlogging. And I remember before that we were doing our pranks and everything. And then we had this revelation. I was like, man, I can't keep doing these fake pranks. But the fakeness didn't really stop with the fake pranks. It just shifted into scripting lifestyle, lifestyle content, content which is just as fake because it's, there's a difference between, oh, like this is on my calendar and these are the things that I'm going to do versus these are the things oh, that I'm going to put on my calendar because this is how I want it to be done because this is the story I want right. to tell because this is how I want people to see me. Or we're going to do certain things or specifically celebrate certain things for the sake of it. Oh my gosh. I mean, we on the anniversary of Valentine's Day, there was a video we did, what, three, four years ago on Valentine's Day. It's like a, cha- a Valentine's Day challenge where if we, we weren't we, doing this video, I was not going to celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I got to be seen as the, the loving newlywed husband. And not to mention, as we do the video, we literally don't spend the entire day together at all because we're focused on this challenge. But you know, we got to make money that day. You know, you know, this newlywed husband want to make some money. Yeah. So like instead of celebrating my wife in private and just being that guy. Let me figure out a way to monetize this so that I can write off the things that I buy her and then make money on the back. Like, like this stuff is crazy, y'all. It's, it's so crazy. It's embarrassing. And it's like all my adult years have been that. So this all. Okay. And then I'm getting mad at y'all, right? Because based off of the perception that is created in the script that I've created, and then whenever Real life happens and then deviates from what y'all believe that we are. And then you have whatever reaction you have, which it's valid, but sometimes it's not accurate. It's not really like you're not really as informed as you'd like to believe that you are because you don't even know that the thing that you think is real is actually script. Mm -hmm. Now, we haven't had this problem in like three or four years because I mean, we just don't we just stopped scripting content, but I'm still dealing with that our one of our most viral videos right now is a breakup prank right which is that thing can't fake. die it can't die it's good acting but they think it's real and i'm so glad i think it's real because the perception of me is that i'm just i'm that dude and i'm evil and you're evil right <laughs> um but then we have other pranks where i'm trash and you need to leave me this is what our audience like this is these are the gateway to Kaylin and Kyra brand that these people experience. So you come in with the presumption that what you watched is true. And then you grow with us to where we are now, which is why it's so ironic and foreign that Kaylin and Kyra are sitting here on a podcast talking about what they know rather than showing it. It's like, how on earth could these people who were doing fake pranks possibly have anything to say? How could they have possibly have written a book when you did with, and I'm just like, fam, I was never going to be that. <laughs> I was never supposed to be that. Like we've yeah. always been more than that, but like the opportunist in me. And now I'm dealing with that. So and then the opportunist in you and then me, like not wanting to be the girlfriend that is like always grumpy or like is always saying no to everything. Like doesn't have open mind, can't compromise. But that's on controlling. That's on looking. Oh, yeah. That's on gaslighting. That's on toxic. Yeah. Yeah. That 
You were talking about that today. That's on narcissistic. That's on that's on borderline sociopathic because it's like if I'm not getting what I want, if you're not being if you're not going to be a part of the system that I'm trying to create so that I can reach a level of success that I want to reach. Yeah, if you can't fit in, then get out. Now I want to make you feel bad. Now, you know, obviously you're no angel in it. Right. But for the most part, like, yes. It was coercion. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced. But, like, it's so bad. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I was talking about I was mad at them, right? Because mm-hmm. they were believing lies about me. That weren't true, but we were telling the lies about ourselves. I mean, we were telling some lies, some lies that they were believing, but those were like lighthearted and we were in control of those narratives because we created those scripts. But then when outside real reality comes in and starts literally lying from reality and throwing it into this script that we're creating, they're believing it. And I'm mad at them from believing the lie, but I'm lying to them too. And what I mean by that, just for clarification, um, 99% of our vlogs aren't, they, I don't think they were scripted. Like maybe, like I had a general idea of like, it's, it's really easy to plan pregnancy content. Yeah. And you were pregnant for like three years. So like we knew week by week what to be expecting. So that was easy. And then some of the stuff that like you just can't fake. But things like... Um, like a birthday party. Like I remember um, for Carter's first birthday party, like we didn't vlog it, but I still wanted to title in the thumbnail. So I titled and thumbnail that and it wasn't even the we, actual party. But the thing that we did that day was like totally scripted. We, we would have not talked about and did a recap of Carter's birthday party and tried to make a vlog 10 minutes had I not wanted that title in that thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And then also obviously the fake pranks and all that, like, come on y'all. Like more so um, forcing content. But what I'm talking about as far as the reality and lie is saying that I'm abusive, saying that I'm hitting, hitting you, like stuff like that, like stuff that's like literally I'm not. But then they're believing it because it's like, well, shoot, I see the tendencies of this dude from the script. <laughs> so like I got mad at them. Right. And from that, that anger that I had at them, it turned to resentment, resentment. And then it kind of turned to. I guess I was, what what did you say? I was, I was a little indifferent. And then I realized that they were still mad at me. And I'm like, I don't care anyway. Like, it's not true. But then that turned like apathy. Like, you know what? As a matter of fact, forget y'all. You're going to believe these lies about me. Now I'm going to profit off of you. Now I'm going to profit off of you believing those lies. So what do I do? I start creating scripts. That borderline, like, touch up on the outrage that you already have towards me or towards Kyra or towards us. So I'm now I'm getting you to click out of outrage, which our culture loves. It's, it's really a shame that if I post something wholesome, no one clicks on it. If I post, post something outrageous, I post something very sensational. Y'all click. It's just, you know, it's human nature. I'm not mad at y'all. If it's drama, I <laughs> you know, but I was mad at them and I began to like resent them and I started doing stuff and it was working you know we're making money we're getting views and we're clickbaiting them and people are complaining oh clickbait 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 I'm just like we didn't click nothing else so you know give and take and that is what really made me lose all love for what started off so altruistic Mm -hmm. because remember when I was doing this growing up I started off doing montages on Call of Duty and then reviews 
and the app store. And then I started doing like motivational sit down talk videos for high schoolers. And then I documented my track journey going from literally someone who's never done track to going to the state and competing. And I'm documenting college and the college offer process. And I'm documenting um, not getting to go to my dream college and then going to the state school and being depressed and then quitting. And like the beginning stages of our relationship. Begin, all that working. Um, there, there's stuff that it, they're going to see. scripted. Just the, the, the beginning stages of like entrepreneurialism, like all of that. And it was so pure. It was so nice. And it was coming from a heart of like, I'm just trying to connect and relate with people who are in this. But it was small. No one was watching. It was too wholesome. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I see an opportunity to actually make a lot of money. If I just switch this up a little bit. So then, boom, we go sensational. We go outrage. And then the couples craze on YouTube happens. And then I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard to fake a prank without them knowing that it's fake. I mean, some people got sloppy and they just fake pranks every day. But we were like, oh, we'll just release a prank a week. Then people start asking questions. This is what I mean. I start asking questions. How do they not know that it's fake? How do they, and it's just like. And what's crazy is the wheel is still being turned, but on different platforms. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly what we see on TikTok happening. Right. All over again with new couples. But they're, they inevitably are going to run into where we are right now. Because it's cyclical. Your audience oh. starts to know, okay, that's fake. Okay, so what do you do now? So now you mix fake with real, fake pranks with real lifestyle and then you start realizing oh my real lifestyle is actually boring yeah and they don't click on that so now you start mixing fake pranks with scripted lifestyle and then now you start getting to the problem that i was having where your reality is so blurred it's like am i really going to the amusement park today because i want to have fun or do i need content for this week i see on the opposite spectrum of outrage a lot of couples try to make it seem like they have this amazing perfect relationship no flaws and people are just like oh my gosh you're so perfect like everything's amazing and then oh they're getting a divorce a month later and And that's happening a lot right now so much like so much so both sides of the spectrum it's not great Mm -hmm. like either way you're still lying right so boom i have resentment towards them and i'm just like you know what Y'all were, you know, super happy to be growing with us, but then you were just waiting to see us fall. It's a chapter in our book in this, as I'm trying to reason. Um, but then, you know, the haters go away. And you notice that like 90% of your audience leaves. And you notice that the people that were growing with you were really waiting to see you fall. And as you're not falling, and as you actually become more of who you are on the platform, they want nothing to do with the wholesome growth. They want nothing to do with your growth trajectory. They want nothing to do with seeing you actually live out what your purpose is mm-hmm. above reproach. It's almost like so then they fall off. They trinkle out. But what did they say? <laughs> You're falling off. Nah, you fell off. We're never supposed to be here. Well, it's almost as if they were just watching to see if the accusations were true. Right. To see, you know, they freaking thought they were a psychologist or something, reading body language. What I'm saying is like, you start off here, altruistic, in it for the people, honor your integrity. Then you start slipping on your morals and boom, blast off. Find yourself again, start being who you are, start creating the type of content that you, you know, really want to create. And then you start falling off. Like we were, 
refreshing at 500,000 views per video, right? On top of the world, doing all the things, all the yes men in our corner, every deal, like it's crazy. Been there, done that. But then as we start getting that conviction and start really following it and then start keeping it set with the spirit and it's just like, oh, now you get 30,000 views, you happy. And then people are like, oh man, you fell off. And I'm just like, oh, you did. So I said that to say, why are we still here? Why didn't I quit? Because I wanted to quit last year. We uploaded a video called The End of the Edwards Family. And I wanted to quit then. Like I knew all this then. Why didn't, why didn't I stop? I got scared. I got scared. Understand that for most of my adult life, from 19, the way that I've made money, has been monetizing attention. Money follows attention. That's all I know how to do is market. That's all I know. I know I'm, I know I have the potential to be good at other things. I can sell. I can speak. I can write. Like these are all skills that, if honed, like I can, I can get by. Again, I never wanted to be a YouTuber, so this isn't like news to me that I can be talented in other things. But the thing that worked, I'm now like, man. <laughs> can't even do that again i can't do that no more so i got scared because what would it look like if we actually didn't family vlog who are we then what would i be if i didn't have my kids to record would i be if i didn't have my wife to record but i wasn't able to record with her if i wasn't if i was just kaylin without kaylin and kyra where would i actually be right now at 24 And I start believing the lie that maybe I wouldn't be as successful as I am right now. And the reason I call it a lie is because it is because people like me don't get where I am if I'm not really cut from this. People like you don't get where you are if you're not really like that. We'll let other people tell us. Oh, y'all, y'all are just influencers. Oh, you just make money showing. And I'm just like, actually, I'm the entrepreneur that saw the opportunity, seized it. I don't lost myself in the process, but like, I'm also the person who has the foresight to see, hmm, don't really like where this is going and I can stop it at the height of it and then go do something else. And that's where I feel like we are right now. That's literally why we're here right now. I no longer want to get paid for what I show. I want to get paid for what I know. A lot of people don't have the range to do that, though. But I know I do. And if I don't now, <laughs> I don't put it in the work to do it. I know you will, too. And this is true for me. I want to do what we're doing right now. Like I, We did the, the end of the Edwards family. We were going to stop doing the vlogs. Or I was going to stop doing the vlogs. Because remember, I'm like 98% director. And then we started the podcast and our book came out and I realized, wow, I love writing. I love releasing these stories. Okay. I want to do more of that. Okay. I love podcasting. I want to do more of that. Then you got the Bruno. Silencio Bruno. The Bruno in my head is saying, but you don't make money from those things. That's not really true, but like, but you don't make mo- most of your money from those. That's not really true either, but you don't make money from those things. So like you can't stop doing that thing that you actually really don't want to do anymore. 
because you don't make money from it. So it's the faith, it's the fear. And God didn't give me that spirit. So what did I do? Allow that spirit of fear to take over me. And now I'm not following God's plan for my life. And I am doing things that I know I shouldn't be doing, which was literally recording more family vlogs. And I knew I wasn't supposed to do that because I know the things that actually fill me up are doing this podcast, doing sit down videos where we're providing value for them. We're actually studying, learning, taking the things that we've learned in our life and then sharing and giving. That's what I was on this platform to do. That's really where you started. It's like a give. full circle moment, really. It's literally full circle. It's s- And it's like all of the life you've lived throughout the circle really prepared you for this. Right. Being a husband, having kids, the backlash, the hate. I mean, we went through so, oh my goodness, so much in our first years of marriage. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's Ooh. wild. The book was the PG version, I feel like. Because that first manuscript got rejected because it was too much. Because it was too dark. Yes. There was no hope. And that's what it felt like a lot of the times. It felt like that. And the way that we wrote it really portrayed the despair that we were in. Yeah. And it wasn't really accurate because we found hope. It's just as we're reliving that without counseling, without therapy, like, yeah, I went back to that dark place. Oh, I was... I don't think I ever shared this, but I was like depressed after we wrote the book. Really? Like I remember talking to you. I had, I read a book, um, forgiving what you can't forget because reliving all of those memories. I was like, wow, I actually am so resentful towards Kaylin towards so many people in my life. And I'm like, uh, this is ugly. Like I, after we finished writing the book, the first manuscript, I really didn't feel relieved. Wow. I was like, I actually feel more awful because there's so much that happened five years ago, six years ago that I remember the words that were said to me. I can quote them verbatim. I, I can remember how it made me feel, how it made my heart drop to my stomach. I stopped eating. Like I would be, I was so hurt at the time. And I'm like, I don't think a lot of these things have actually been worked through. It's just that time has passed. Wow. So then I had to backtrack and I remember bringing up like, do you remember when this happened? Like, I actually think I'm still hurt over this. And I, I know we need to talk. That about was during it. quarantine too. There was, there was no therapy to go to. There was no counselor to go. To. There was no church to go to. That was. And it was, it was shocking because I'm like, I'm the girl that has shared all of her pregnancy journeys, all of her postpartum journeys. We've talked about so much of our relationship and everything that we've worked through. And I'm like, I have to go back through and sift through all the things that actually weren't worked through. And now I have to go back to that and relive it and not only relive it, but keep talking about the stories over and over again, read them over and over again. Then we do the audio version of our book and I have to read it again. Man, that's, I'm like, I am just, it was so dark for a long time right? as we were writing. It's like low key. Don't even like talking about it. Lit- my eyes <laughs> like if it wasn't for the fact that it can help so many people i don't know if i would go back and i don't regret writing the book it's just that like when is helping other people hurting me yeah and when do i allow that to stop well act i i also didn't at the time i didn't realize how necessary it was because you don't know that all the resentment is there until it's been brought up and i'm like okay maybe this is why i lash out so easily maybe why certain things do trigger me already in the on present eight. day because in the back of my mind, I remembering things that people have said to me five years ago, six years ago, four years ago, three years ago. 
And I don't know if all women are like that, but I feel like we remember. Like, mm-hmm. I will remember things that were said to me. Hell hath no fury. And I, I thought, like, like oh, I've moved on. I'm good. I'm great. Like, no resentment. It's all love. And then we are reliving these stories. And I'm like, wow, I actually had a lot of hate. And the amazing part, though, is it was so painful to have to bring up things that were said four years ago. Because in a way, it's like, that's embarrassing. Mm. Like, the fact that I'm still holding on to what was said four years ago. Like, why am I remembering that? Why am I thinking about that? Why am I crying today because of something that was said years ago? But the freedom to just say it and to say this is how it's affected me that I think this is why I've been getting so triggered so easily. I'm like, I would do it all over again. Oh yeah. Because it also helped me realize that, okay, even a year from now, which is like, we wrote the book, whatever, two years ago. Now, now we're here. I'm like, it's trained me to realize, okay, if something happened 30 days ago or a year ago, or if even now I remember something that happened three years ago, I have no problem bringing it up now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thankful for that freedom. But babe, I'm way more receptive now. Like you've grown <laughs> to now, like you've grown in your voice. You have the confidence, but you also like, you understand. This is like an insider joke with me and Kyra that what you're experiencing is valid. May not always be accurate, but it's valid nonetheless because you're there. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not going to gaslight you and act like the reality is just, oh, Kyra, what world are you living in? Like, no. Yeah. But also, I'm going to, I've grown to be more receptive of it yeah. because 100%. my pride was on. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me anything. Yeah. And even now, like if I bring something up, even if you don't remember saying it or you didn't mean it that way or you don't remember saying it that way, you never try to like correct me. You're like, no correcting you're like, I'm so wrong. You're like, even if I don't remember saying it, like it doesn't even matter at that point. And you're like, honestly, a lot of times you're like, I probably did say it. Yeah. It's, that, it's, that's, that's really the sad part. It's so embarrassing. Um, even now, like I, I want to be quick to forgive. I want to be quick to repent. Like I want to be right. My spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I don't, I'd be so embarrassed when you bring up stuff that I said in the past or when I look at videos that actually aren't fake that I made in the past and I get to hide behind the guise of talking like now, like, oh, most of the videos in the past are fake. So the comments that they wrote, although like they're invalid because it's based off of a faulty premise. premise, like their presumptions are wrong. It's fake content but like some of that stuff in there was real and they commented on it and they were right and i'm still embarrassed by that but way more than the embarrassment i feel when it's some some critique that they have um as i look back retrospectively because sometimes like they just be right like they can see and what you're seeing like you believe and like they can really like write you like (laughs) They are right. You put the period, the apostrophe, mm-hmm. put parentheses, bracket, like all that. No sentence fragments and straight up clauses. And then semicolon in a whole another independent. They'll write you. And they did. They wrote me. Some of y'all papers was failing, though, and that was wrong. But I feel way more embarrassed when it's you because like, you know me. And you're for me. And you won't lie to me. And You've really grown with me. I'm not about to cry. 
Are you? No, I'm not. Caught myself. <laughs> no. Babe, don't. <laughs> no, I can't get me. I can't get me. Okay. I wrote Kayla like, on a very sweet card, and I was like, I'm surprised you didn't cry. But you were so gracious to me. And you were the only person on this planet that didn't have to be. You know? Yeah. Like, I didn't do nothing to no one else. But you were gracious to me. Like, I hurt you. But you forgave me. I married you and kind of like, I don't necessarily say put you through hell, because that's not being fair to me. Like I'm not right. that miserable to live with. And I know that, but like, just because I feel like what I was doing wasn't that bad doesn't mean you didn't experience it that way. I think it's just because I feel like it wasn't a big deal doesn't mean that it it wasn't like it it was. And the fact that you still endured that and didn't let no one get in your ear when you really could have like people don't understand what it feels like to have the weight of the world, not even just family friend like the weight of the world at not attacking you but i mean in some ways attacking you but also putting input on something that has none of their business so it's like thank you because you believed in me and you invested in me and now you get to yield all the returns of what it feels like to have a husband who's gonna honor god Mm -hmm. who's gonna stand by you Promote you and help you grow. Yeah. And that's why I feel like where we are now. Yeah. Like, why didn't I quit? I was afraid. I'm not afraid anymore. It's really interesting because I do feel just this year, like really at the new year, I feel like we started a whole new book, like not even a new chapter. We didn't turn mm-hmm. a page. Like, I feel like this is a whole new, like we've reached a different level in our relationship. And the craziest thing about this is I feel like you're the narrator. I feel like this book isn't from Kaylin's perspective anymore. I feel like it's from yours. I feel like I'm no longer the one who's writing the story, creating the editorial calendar. I feel like it's Kyra at the helms. Like it's Kyra at the driver's seat. And I don't have the fragile masculinity anymore to not allow you to tell the story you want to tell. I don't need to be the director anymore. I don't need to carry the camera. And I'm so glad that you grew to where you are in order to like not have the fear, like step out and do what you're supposed to do. Because even though when I was doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing, in my opinion, scheming, market, marketing, lying, all marketers are liars, Seth Godin's good book. You always been how you is. You've always been how you are. And you never folded, you never changed. Like, go back. You, you never did nothing fake on your channel. So it's an honor to, like, take everything that we've built, the stories that we've told, and now transition it to you and say, babe, it's your turn. You direct. And for those of y'all who is like, this is like going over your head, like September last year, I'll just go through the timeline really quick again. I felt like I needed to stop vlogging pretty much after we concluded the book. The chapter was over. 
Which is weird because but then we needed to start marketing it. So I'm like, I can't stop doing the thing that's getting the most views. So we, the video that was supposed to be the announcement for ending the vlog, the end of the Edwards family, titled appropriately, was actually the video saying, hey, clickbait, I want you to buy this book and we're going to keep the story going. And really it was supposed to end. A couple months later, or immediately after that, we started doing sit-down videos. We're providing value, which I love so much. And they were doing so well, you know, when you're just walking in purpose, it's like, oh, maybe God will bless it. I don't know. And then we started the podcast and God's totally blessed that. I mean, one of the top pod, Christian podcasts in the world, like it was crazy and I still love it. I enjoy it. I feel like I'm, I'm exercising my gifts. I feel like we're energized by it. We're vlogs for like low hanging fruit to me. I feel like I'm challenged by this. Mm-hmm. I'm fueled by it. I'm energized by it. And then we're uploading vlogs sporadically. They're not even performing very well. And then what happens around September or something? Kyra totally like just <laughs> I don't know it wasn't planned Kyra starts uploading content she calls it what mom vlog a mom vlog mom vlog era and I was like no this girl didn't <laughs> I, I was like you know what if it if it means Kyra's gonna upload great because a lot of our battle while we were doing family vlogs is that I wasn't really a main character mm-hmm. like Kaylin was the main vlogger if and most of the time the only vlogger yeah it was it was my story it was from my it was, it was my channel like it started off as my channel so literally it was my perspective i started doing youtube the ways that i was doing it but the, the last way that i had done it was documenting so kyra comes in my life these kids come in my life these things are happening they were just all coming from my perspective but then kyra found her voice she found her skills her talents she builds up something that's just hers and I had lost what that felt because I just included everybody in my thing. And then it became all of ours. But Kyra always was only her channel. And yeah, I've collaborated with her on some of her videos, but like she built that, got that out the mud. And she starts doing vlogs. And if I'm being honest, I felt threatened. I was like, Kyra, we have a vlog channel. If you want to vlog, <coughs> vlog on Join our vlog me. channel. Hello. <laughs> like, hello? Yeah. But her vlogs, the other reason I felt sometimes her vlogs are performing better than ours. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, the funniest thing is I win when she wins, but my ego don't necessarily. I'm like, hold up. Your Your channel is not for vlogs, fam. You can do so many other things. You can't do vlogs, right? Um. I didn't say this to her yet and she keeps doing them and she's, I can see she's so happy, which makes it even harder and harder to like eventually have to tell her like Kyra, you are cannibalizing our vlog channel audience because they like watching your vlogs (laughs) and like you're, you are enjoying this so much that your, your upload frequency, right? Like it rivals ours actually doubles and triples ours. So the things that you're sharing in your vlog don't happen in our storyline for two or three months. Mm -hmm. So they're way more up to date. And that's always been a problem to me. And I was just like, but okay, that's been a problem to you, but you haven't had really the liberty, the creative freedom to change that. But on your channel, you do. So I was just like, hold up, this girl's ruining everything. This has been working, working. So I I think I finally approached you after you did mom vlogmas. Mm -hmm. And you want to kind of go into Mm -hmm. a conversation? Kaylin, I mean, he was just basically like, 
babe, I don't know if this is going to work because we already have a vlog channel. And he's like, I'm actually proud of you because I've been wanting you to vlog and, you know, take initiative for so long. And, you know, me, I remember things that were said freaking eight years ago when we first started doing YouTube. And I felt like years ago when I would try to take initiative that it just wasn't right. And mine and Kaylin's visions didn't align. And I think that's difficult for anybody who any couple channel who they're both trying to like take the reins like you take one rein, I'll take the other, which is why I kind of just slid into the backseat and I was okay with following and leading in Kaylin's footsteps like, okay, what is your vision for this video? Okay, let's do it. I'll get behind you. I have no problem, no ego, no pride. Like I don't need it to be my thing. I don't need it to have my name written on it. I don't need to tell everybody this is my script. That's okay. Like I'll get in the back seat. Um, and so just mentally, I felt like I didn't have the liberty on our channel to do what I wanted to do. And there had been times where I would film like things that I wanted to film and it would just be like, this isn't really what we do on this channel, but mm-hmm. you can't. So I would, I was kind of, you know, handcuffed to only doing a day in my life vlogs on my channel, which would only be like special days or days that we weren't vlogging. So I kind of had to like sneak it in there. Um, or like do outfits of the week and then like vlog, do it vlog style kind of thing. Um, so I just felt like I really didn't have the creative liberty to edit how I wanted, use the colors that I wanted, show what I wanted, like do hauls and like cleaning videos and homemaking videos. Like I just didn't really feel like that was the place to do it. And I didn't know this entire time Kaylin would have been okay with me doing it. No, nah, I thought that mess was trash. <laughs> I thought those segments were boring. I thought no one wanted to watch them. But I also thought I knew everything Mm -hmm. and I didn't give you the credit that you deserved having, you know, you're also a YouTuber. You also built a channel that has over half a million subscribers. I'm also a woman and we have a woman audience. And you also watch what you watch so you know what works. But I thought I knew better. I'm just like, fam, because I I say this, I should preface that our audience is 90% women. So I'm thinking me as a man, like I'm Tyler Perry. (laughs) I know as a man what the women want to see. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but women know women. Yeah. And we probably would be a lot better off <laughs> if you would have been directing. I mean, anyway. you see a ton of women-led vlog channels. Right. They're all women-led. Right. All of them. But you're such a leader, and I'm just, maybe I'm just naturally submissive in that way. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind taking a back seat and following you because I think you do have our best interest at heart. I do think you're thinking about me. You're thinking about the wellness of our family, the wellness of my time of like what I can realistically handle as far as YouTube. And a lot of the times I would be like, I can't sit down and film this. I'm so tired. I have a million other things. If we're not going to do this, if I don't need to be in here, then I'm going to go do something else that's more productive for me. Um, so I think we just did what worked in the moment, but it was a moment. Yeah. I don't know. I just suddenly got this itch to start doing it my way. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have to pass it through somebody else. I want to title it how I want to title it. And so much of YouTube is trial and error. You really don't know unless you've tried things and not for a day, not for a week, but like a, a good period of time, a good chunk of time to see what's working. And I feel like I was really operating in something that I needed to do. Like I was like, this just feels so right. I have so much peace about it. I feel like not only is it entertaining, but it's also providing value. Like I can talk about so many things that are freaking me out. I was like, that are are important in womanhood. And I feel like I was finally, I finally had some clarity. I finally had a vision for my own brand 
and I was like ready to go full force, but I'm different because I'm like, okay, if I have this energy to do this and I'm just going to start uploading these mom vlogs because I feel like this is the moment for me right now, I feel like this is it. And it, I think it was it. Mm-hmm. And I think it still is it, but I kind of lack kind of in the back ends portion. So I feel like you were concerned about that. Like what is the, That's all yeah. I do. What is the what is the larger vision for this? And I feel like you really did want to like come hand in hand with me and like say, okay, what like what are you thinking for this? What do you want to do? Let me help that's you. That's all. That's all I ever want to do. Yeah. Um. But I think that you, you Caitlin was basically like, I want you to bring your mom vlog star channel. Because mm-hmm. I thought that, that would and make I the most sense. Was like, I cried first of all because I felt like my one good idea that I've had in a really long time was just kind of taken from me. Okay, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, it's true, babe. And I did that selfishly. Like, selfishly because I feel like you were taking mm-hmm. the thing that, like, I pioneered. Right. And an audience that, like, I feel like I had to steward. And, and you did. as soon as it was, like, convenient for you, it's just like, okay, yeah, now I'm going to just do this on my own. And I'm just like, fam. What? Yeah. Like you, these are it, the it same, was like a like these are the same people. Yeah. Like just talk to them here. But I had a feeling but that it it's the not the same people. It's not. It is, but it isn't. Um, I, don't think it's I did. Same. I did a lot of different content on my channel, like beauty and a lot of pregnancy content, a lot of postpartum content and stuff like that. And so the audiences are same, but different. And since I hadn't vlogged on Kaylin and Kyra in so long, I really felt a disconnect. I felt like I didn't know who I'm talking to, but I feel like you have a strong connection with them. And the, on my channel, the fake me does. And on my channel, <laughs> I feel like these are my girls. Like mm-hmm. we understand each other. They understand the me. Jokes. They get a different side to me that you just don't get anywhere else. And I feel like that was just so special to me. And I feel like I was really building something. So anyway, I felt like it was getting snatched away from me. And then I started to question like, okay, maybe I need to like listen to Kalen because you know he's been doing this like he's been leading I'll be right we've been successful yes I I still Um, am right but not for us and I was worried (laughs) that it wasn't going to hit the same and so I did it I we started vlogging on our channel again I started doing a lot of it you was you were 40 percent of the mom vlog like you were 40 percent of the Kyra that you were in the mom vlog and even if you were 100% of the Kyra that you were in the mom vlog on our channel, I still don't think that it would have worked out because like, I don't know how to explain it. There's so much nuance in it, but like there's something about you uploading on your channel, doing that type of content that just lights you up. And I don't want to be the person who puts out that flame. And so the first conversation we had, we, it ended with Caitlin saying, so what do you want to do? And I told him, I don't want to vlog on Caitlin and Kyra. I want to continue doing mom vlogs on my channel because I think it's there's something there. So we were like, okay. But your your videos then, were getting less views as than our vlogs. Yeah. So I'm like, er, 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 er. it's not. That's work. a sign. Yeah. Don't do that. That's not right. But it doesn't matter. It's not always about that. But go ahead. So then we had a second conversation, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I already told you what I want to do and what I think is a good idea. I don't know why we're bringing this up again. And Kaylin was like, okay, we're going to, I think you should really, 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 really think you should come vlog with me and do it, do your mom vlog, but do it on Kaylin and Kyra. Reluctantly, I said, okay. 
even though I still in the back of my mind was like, this is annoying. Like this, I felt like it was unfair to me. It was a kind of a fight. It wasn't a fight. It was like a fight. (laughs) Well, we were just, we were just not agreeing and I, I wasn't going to agree, but just out of, I feel like respect for you. I was willing to try it. Yeah. And you know me, I, I like to fail fast. And like, I have a lot of ideas and like you said, YouTube is trial and error and And YouTube. I don't know what it is. We can upload a clickbait video. It'll perform amazing. We can upload a non clickbait video, but the same, the same insides, the same content and it will get significantly less views because it's not, you know, a viral, whatever. Um, that's why I'm clickbaiting. It's not a clickbait title. so I felt like that started to happen on Kaylin and Kyra. I'm like, I can just do this, take it back to my channel because I don't want a title like that. And I don't like those thumbnails on right. my work. Yeah. You don't want to be portrayed that way. Yeah. I'd rather. Looking sad and distraught, unhappy. Yeah. Or some clicks. Um, so I'd rather just go back to mom vlogs. It also doesn't hit the same because even though I'm technically doing mom vlogs on Kaylin and Kyra, I'm still getting DMs on the daily talking about sis, what are you doing? That's a sign. Where are they? And I'm like, go watch them. Like it's up. It's just titled differently and different title, different thumbnail, but the inside is the same, but it just doesn't hit the same. And honestly, I wasn't bringing the same energy because I actually wasn't that excited to be doing it. I could tell. So, I tried though. I really did. I wasn't trying to be bitter. No, you weren't bitter. And the fact that you even tried when you didn't even have to is a testament to that. Like you really, it really was not in your best interest to do that. I am an angel. You are on a roll. But I do think that it was important to try out what I had in mind. Um, Because there is a strategy to this. And like, I do that. Like I, I build businesses and I think I help build people too. And I'm excited of what you've became. But I'm more excited to like release you in terms of like not hovering over your shoulder, giving suggestions, but like trusting that you've been along for the ride. You've experienced, you've seen the negotiations, you've seen the strategy, you know uh, how to think long term, you know how to create the systems and to trust you to build what you're going to build without my oversight. I feel like the same way you've had a full circle moment. I feel like also this is my full circle moment Mm. where I feel like I've been so quiet and just really taking everything in for like the entirety of our marriage and maybe even before. And I'm just now like, okay, I think I'm, this is the end of my circle. Mm. I'm ready. I'm re- I feel like starting I'm a new one. Yes. I'm ready to start a new one. It's a whole new book. You're so different. The first video you that you ever, too. honestly, it's, I don't know what's going on, but I literally was so freaked out. I was telling my friends, like, I don't know what's happening, but something's not right. I feel like I got my mojo back. I don't know. I was literally telling your friends, something's not right. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, this can't be real. I, I feel like I've been this way, but I don't think I've communicated it. Um, But also, like I, I, like I said earlier, like, what more is there to do that I haven't already done? And, like, also, there's a list of, like, things I want to accomplish there's an equally long list of things that I've wanted to do and failed at. So it's like, I'm at the point where what else do I need to fail at before I do the thing that I know I'm supposed to do? Cause I've been wanting to do this since 2016. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready, but now I feel like I got all the credibility 
I got the, the work to show for it. I have the information. I have the drive. I have the consistency to learn more. I have the discretion. I have the humility. Like I feel like I got the package to create and produce the type of content that I really want to create and produce. And now I have the the, the morality, the ethics, the, right. the honesty to to not lie. Yeah. And I also another- have again the confidence and the mojo to stand by what I said and I said what I said and I thought about what I said and I'm not apologizing. I don't care about being canceled. You can't you can't swoo me like you can't take me like you can't buy me. Right. I'm not going to sell out anymore, guys. That's another wonderful <laughs> moment because now you also get to do it with somebody who is not being coerced um, and who doesn't actually want to do it but feels like they have to do it in order to be easy to work with. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here because I want to be here and here, I enjoy doing it. Here's my worry with you, though. I worry that you might be where I was when I felt like how you felt. Because, again, it starts off very altruistic. It starts off very, I want to give, da, 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 da. But then the money gets involved, the views get involved, the things start working, the endorphins start popping off, the adrenaline starts pumping, start losing sleep. Every thought that goes through your head is just ideation. Start planning the next you know, release, I don't know. the next whatever. And then you end up scripting and faking like everything that I was saying earlier this episode, mm-hmm. and then you start regretting, wow, why was I ever even showing them anything? Like, how, how are you going to prevent, if you're going to do mom vlogs, and you're going oh, to show your I've life. I've already done this before. How are you going to prevent yourself from getting lost in the sauce and from ever wanting to quit? Because you don't have a quitting plan. Like, you don't have a retirement plan, do you, <laughs> from um, YouTube? Like, how do you Maybe. keep from being jaded? When do you stop? When is... When do you hang it up and say enough is enough? Because what I will not do, what I will not allow for anybody in our family is for myself to get canceled over some bullcrap. Live above approach. But also, I'm not going to allow no one to dictate when I hang it up. I'm not going to allow no views. I ain't going to allow no money. I'm going to go out with my dignity if I ever go out. like yeah. If it's God's will that I should be creating content like this or that you should, I want that will to be done. But if it's his will that we ever stop for whatever reason, whatever reason, I want to have the faith to do that. I just want to know, what does that look like for you? Do you not know yet or? Well, I feel like, first of all, I I feel like I don't operate that way. And I think that's a huge reason why I've always been so scared to like lead anything is because I'm like, I didn't grow up being entrepreneurial. I didn't grow up like, oh, I can't work for anybody. Like you hear everybody say that. Oh, like I knew at age of 13, I could never work for anybody. I'm like, no, that's not like, I worked mall jobs, perfectly happy, perfectly fine. And so doing when we started doing YouTube, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not this girl. I don't need to be on camera. I don't need everything to be about me. Um, and a lot of the times when things were being faked, I would say, I feel really uncomfortable about this. Yeah. I've always been that way. If I've always said, this ain't right. This ain't honest. This is not me. But I I did it because I feel like I was weak. Like mentally I was weak. I I think so, yeah. Because how I am now, I No, you've always been pretty stubborn, Kyra. You don't really do too much stuff you don't want to do. I've been stubborn, but I would still do things that I didn't want to do back then. Because I didn't want other people to be upset. It's very nuanced. 
it's not just black and white. I was stubborn. What if God told me to tell you to do that prank? <laughs> I'm just playing. I y'all. doubt it. I'm um, just playing. That's on gaslighting. <laughs> um. So, yeah, and I've never. I remember even when we started doing YouTube and you were like, Kyra, do you know how much money we've made? And I'm like, no, I just, I've never, I'm like, I've never been that girl. I'm different. But honestly, I haven't really been like that. I've, n- I've never really been the one to be like refreshing the views, like watching the subscribers go up. And also I've already been there. Like we've already, we were very popular. Like we were getting a lot of subscribers. We were getting a lot of views. We were very well known. Like a lot of the most well-known YouTubers now back then knew who I was and I didn't even know who they were. Mm. And so I, different. you know, I've, I've like been on the pedestal before and I also, oh my goodness, like on Instagram, you know, you can see the archive of things you've posted in the past. I see that archive and I'm like, I can't believe I posted that. It's a whole different life. I was so okay with being like, I was oversharing. Mm. So I've already learned so much from that that I'm like, I think I know my boundaries now. So do you think that you've fallen off? Or do you think that the people that weren't supposed to be there have fallen off? I think that we just grew up. I think everybody grows up. You just, sometimes people just aren't interested anymore. Why do you take extended breaks? Because I have the problem, uh, a lot of like YouTubers I feel like have a problem with not taking enough breaks and I will probably take too many breaks. I have no problem with not overworking. That's interesting. It's interesting that you, in my opinion, took a negative route with that because I was going to actually reframe it for a positive. I think the reason you won't be like I am is because you actually do take breaks. Whether they're voluntary or not, you'll actually leave the camera. And you'll experience life, deal with what you're going to deal with, and then get healthy. Like there have been times when we've tried to record a video, and you'll legit just be break down or be sad, yeah. and then oop, that's it. Oh, I'm video's just not, done. Not doing it. Yeah, I, I refuse to live that way anymore. I think that if I'm that upset, I'm not going to get to the point where now I'm crying over it. Right. I'm. I'm. I got so fed up with crying. Mm. Like back when we lived in California, I feel like I cried so much because I really just let people talk to me however they wanted. Right. And I just accepted whatever. I accepted whatever punishment. Honestly, I feel like a lot of a lot of things that were said to me and a lot of the ways I was treated was a form of punishment. Mm. And I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not living like that anymore. I'm not going to go to sleep crying anymore. I'm not going to go hide in the closet and cry. No. Wow. That's sad. Like that's literally so sad. It is. So do you think that you've ever had? No. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> so what, what now it's full circle for me. Um, I guess in a way we're probably announcing that like we're not really doing family vlogs anymore. And I haven't really expounded on my thoughts about why I think that family vlogging is probably toxic and not healthy. Um, and I, we probably will do another podcast talking about that. It's just hard because we have so many friends in this space that are just entering this season in their life. And they may or may not have a clue of what is coming for them. And I feel like we kind of have a duty to share the great sides, making money, you're getting views, people love you, all this opportunity. But also the downsides of like, this can ruin your life. These people want to see you fail. Like some of them 
all them views they're not really your audience this is kind of feeling a lot like our postpartum videos <laughs> with carter oh yeah we like, always ruin it time i remember youtubing like postpartum videos and i know people this is a whole other can of worms but i know people now say like oh nobody talks about this and i'm like no oh yeah go there just do that no because when i was going through it and i was honest about my experience i was literally called every bad Ooh, name wee. under the sun you got ri- and the thing is like I got ripped a new one after I'd already been ripped a new one. You were popular enough to where it's not like people didn't see the videos. So it's like, you're not about to just sit here and erase me and the work that I've done. Like, I watched your videos. You was talking about this stuff. And they was tearing your tail up. They was tearing your tail up so much. I said, I'm going to do a postpartum video. And my big donkey goofy tail... Got tore up. <laughs> like, I should have got tore up. But you're, you're just sharing your experience. But, like, oh, that wasn't cool. It was too vulnerable. It was too much. It was oversharing. But now, like, everybody overshares. But, no, we ain't about to do that. Yeah. But this feels a lot like that. Like, sometimes you don't see a lot of videos about this topic. Oh, no, I've there's seen, none. I've seen, I've seen one, maybe. Not a lot of people are qualified. Um, I've seen one. Our friend Chelsea, she made a video because she was, like, a very popular child youtube star and i mean huge and she made a video about why she left the beauty community um because she was qualified she's yeah. been doing that probably since she was 12 13 11 something and now she's 24 23 24 25 and she can she's qualified to speak about that the reason we're qualified to speak about this is we've been doing this for six years i do this i've been okay. doing youtube for so long like i see where this is going you don't get to where we are by not having the foresight to predict trends, to create them. And I feel like part of my purpose on here now is to help. While I still have a voice to prevent people from making the mistakes that I did. Like y'all just saw we went through emotionally on this part. Don't do that. Don't do that. The thing is though, there's always going to be a genre for family vlogs because it goes from teen mom to reality show from the camcorder on YouTube. There's always going to be people watching it. And I'm telling you, the trajectory is these little kids have kids or even adults have kids. Sometimes they have these kids because they want to be in the genre and capitalize and make money off of it. They have very shallow relationships. They have no time to really work on it because they cannot match reality with the script. They're always in script land. They start living the script Boom, pop out into reality. And they realize, I don't even really like the person I'm with. But I got all these babies with them. They go off to greener pastures thinking the grass is greener on the other side. Probably is because they probably should have never got together anyway. You're not even married. That's what I said. And then now the kids live up, end up in a divorce, split up household. Husbands probably get left with the channel. That's 90% women. These women don't even want to see them. The women usually have the mobility as long as they didn't do nothing crazy to go start their own channel and go do their own thing, go live that whole life. There's upside there. There's money, but is it really your family's gone? That's probably why we really been through it because we're actually trying to make sure we have a marriage. Yeah. I ain't going to run me crazy. <laughs> That's the one thing I ain't fake. You can't fake this. I don't want y'all in 20 years to be like, Oh my gosh, what was that couple? I used to walk, watch 30 years ago. Oh, let me look at them. Oh, they not even together anymore. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I'm not making the clown out of me. You can't fake this though. Like, fam, 
I can now say I've been married longer than people's longest dating relationship. That's my biggest flex right now. But I actually like you. That's the bigger flex. I like your tail. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for you. I don't know. If y'all wondering what we're going to do on this channel. Like I said, we're doing this. We're going to um, do more sit down videos as we learn things. We're going to love to share them with y'all. Um, I found myself again after I lost myself in the sauce. And I, all I want to do is be a resource to y'all as I'm learning. All I want to do is provide value in a way that you know, isn't wasting your time. I don't want to clickbait. I'm probably going to clickbait this podcast, though, because we're going to be doing. Mo- this was a, a personal episode. We're not really doing this. Like I said, I don't want to. It's not about me. It's not about me and my life. As much as it's about what we're learning, what we can share, providing our opinion, hosting y'all. We're going to have fun over here. Um, but also we're going to provide value for y'all. Because I, I think that some of the things that we've experienced, some of the things that we know can really change some people's life. But it has to be shown. You have to talk about it. Kyra picks up the reins from here. And if you want to see whoa, whoa, whoa. lifestyle content, then you should go to the mom vlog. It's so much better than our vlogs. Like, think about this, y'all. I wasn't really trying to vlog because I didn't really want to vlog. So there was no innovation, no creativity. Like, when I was actually trying on YouTube, y'all saw where we was. When I got lost in the sauce and got mad at y'all and all that, that's where we ended up where we are. Now I'm trying to do this. Like, this is about to go crazy. I don't care what nobody say. This, I'm in my, I'm in my Duffy with this. We going to have some fun. But Kyra is in her Louis bag i need to be in a real one you need to be she's in her birkin bag (laughs) and i'm like it's so beautiful to see because it gives it it inspires me it gives me so much energy to see you doing something that you want to do again there's a time you had that twinkle in your eye about beauty that twinkle in your eye and it just went away but what I respect about you is you stopped doing it when it wasn't, it didn't make sense to. You had long-term I've always deals. been this way. We're talking lots of, like, multi-six figures. Kyra, Kyra was just making. And she said, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, what? I remember at the time you said, uh, I said, what? <laughs> you was going to do, you going to sit down and put that makeup on. No, she's like, my face hurt. Like, I got to, I'm like, damn, but like, okay. And she didn't do it. I respect that. And this is us doing that. I, I hope this podcast is fine, but even if it's not, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like I said, y'all stuck with us. Can't be bought. Chilling. Oh, <sighs> I ain't got nothing else to say. Good. Yeah, you know what I was about to say. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us, tuning into the podcast. Let us know what y'all think about this. This is um we we had some hiccups. We had some some stops in the schedule, but um, I didn't know how to come back. I'm not sure if this is season one, episode one, or if this is episode 26, but a lot of reasons why we stopped. This is what we're going to do, and we're just going to keep it going. We're just going to get better every, I mean, the set's going to change. The quality's already changing. Like, this is where we're investing our money. This is where we're investing our time. I want to be good at this as I'm building out the new career that I'm exploring and doing that y'all find out about 
in the future. If you watch this far, thank you so much. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast app and you haven't yet, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't yet liked this video, we really appreciate it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast once again. Happy Valentine's again, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully, I ain't got no trash. Uh, significant others, if you do, at least you got a great podcast episode. <laughs> anyway, y'all, thank you so much for hanging with us. As you always say, let's, let's keep, keep growing, growing together. together.